Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about a recording made more than a decade ago of a man who likes to grab things are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? Ron Burgundy. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. <laughs> We are laughing. We are laughing. We are friends and we are laughing. From what I recall, that was 2004, also an election year. Oh. When Ron Burgundy dropped that. <laughs> so. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Watch the, watch the grabbing. <laughs> you hear that, Ron? Bears. Now she's putting the whole station in danger. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. We're your Huckleberry. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next 90 minutes or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. Every week we bring you a brand new show, absolutely Paul, uh, uh, actually, I uh, I have a smartphone, ball, and I downloaded an app that lets me send money from my phone to your phone Ooh, in the event wow. that that would have to be done. Oh, don't worry about that. No? The show is free. Oh, wow. Well, then hey, but you know what? You can send money to my phone oh, okay. if you like. There you go. Just do that. <laughs> uh, that goes for everybody. No need to phone us with your money. <laughs> the show is free. And we encourage you to follow us on free social media at The Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please get interactive. Basically, just search The Movie Guys on Google, Yahoo, or Bing! Bing! And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest-working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Nobody sleeps naked in this house, son. Adam Witt. <laughs> Panda Watch! And Karen Volpe. Where did you get the world's smallest bow tie? It came with the outfit. Is that it? <laughs> it came with the shirt. Came with the shirt. That's all right. Uh, joining us the whole show is an actress. Good job. Three right Good job. There. Yeah. yeah. GB3. Nice. Uh, joining us the whole show is an actress who's appeared in all manner of movies and television shows, including Legit, iCarly, and Robot <gasps> Chicken, right. and films like Drop Dead Gorgeous, and of course, the Austin Powers oh. series where she played oh. Frau Farbicina. 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 I knew I was going to get that wrong. You're Frau to everybody, <laughs> right? Frau, yes. And we also know her as Mindy Sterling. That is two weeks in a row that we have been corrected on our pronunciation of some <laughs> Yeah. We had... Um, Gore, Ver no. uh, Gore Verbinski. No, no it what was, was it? Timor Beckmentoff was uh -huh. Timor Beckmentoff. Beck That's a tough one. That's a tough Beckman one. Beckman Beckman-Badoff. Beckman-Badoff. The director Beckman of Wanted. Jason Beckman-Badoff. <laughs> you ever work with... Minnie, have you ever worked with Timor Beckman-Badoff? No, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> to the pronunciation, right. the pressure alone. Oh my God, T Man, T Bone. <laughs> How many times in his life did he had to see go? Just call me T Bone. It's one of those make up a nickname. He's like, you don't remember my name. Do you? <laughs> I just imagined that he talks like that. And as ever, we uh, you know wouldn't be the same if we didn't bring you. Movie previews. If you're just coming across the show for the first time, here's what we do. We're going to preview the new movies opening this weekend. We, well, I have an idea. Wait, we should preview <laughs> yes. the new movies opening oh. this weekend. We, like you, have only seen the trailers, so we're going to deliver oh. the spoiler-free comedy goods on each of them. So check in with us every week before you head to the multiplex. All right? Oh, I'm going to spoil Max Steele. It's a robot boy. <laughs> <laughs> Done. And it sucks. Spoiled. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to put a little reminder out there to the people in WRFA that are listening that Paul and I will be going back to 
Buffalo to the Jamestown area to do a live show where we're going to tape and have people come in who are movie makers from the Jamestown area. So if you want to be on the show, please reach out to us at themovieguys.net. Let us know that you'd like to be considered to be one of our guests and we will have you on. Or if you just want to come down and watch the magic be made, we invite you to do that as well. A message us through Facebook or just paul at themovieguys.net. Send me a direct message. Any filmmakers in Western New York who want to come on the show and blab about their doings, we'll have you. That show will be October 23rd. Yep, very good. Talk about your doings. If we have time, we're going to talk about your doings. Probably. I want to talk about doings. I have so many doings <laughs> this week. Just this week. <laughs> That's some doings. <laughs> the point is, everyone says, what are you reviewing? We preview. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Are and people still week, confused by this? Yeah. People know, some you know. people think that you're reviewing it like you've already seen the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. But you're just reviewing what everybody else has seen, a trailer. Yeah. Not even reviewing. The goal we're is giving you a heads up. <laughs> hey, movies are coming out. But they know that they're coming out because it's on it's on the internet. And but the you're bus not gonna, But you're not going to get our comedy our take. full That's analysis. Yeah. Oh, I mean analysis. I mean legit <laughs> journalism. <laughs> legit journalism. That's legit journalism right there. We are journalists. Second or first? first? And for, first How and do we do it first? And first. Then entertainers. When do we entertain? Way down the line. So 30 or 40. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's plumbing, 40. knitting, and uh, all sorts of things in between uh-huh. journalism and the entertainment. And part. laundry Wal- folding. There's laundry walnut folding. gathering. There's a lot going yeah. on. Wow, okay. And do you have like information about the films that nobody else would know? You should stick around and watch the show. <laughs> I would say we inform as well as entertain. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and sip my water. Well, everyone's got- That's what they gave me, just water. Just water, oh. that's all. Should have plied you with wine. That's <laughs> That I well, I yes. thought about bringing a bottle, and I thought, well, I don't know these people yet. Oh, oh you've so, you been right at home. Oh, darn. Okay. Good girl. Uh, this week, we are previewing The Accountant. Ooh. Oh, what's his superpower? <laughs> what, is he only speaking numbers? Is he bitten by a radioactive spreadsheet? I think his power is OCD. We'll find out. Plus, Kevin Hart, what now? What now? I'll tell you what now. He's not the sidekick. That's what now. Mm. True. It's a one-man concert film all about Hart. Also, Desierto, which looks like a Drumpf speech, except the Mexicans are the good guys. It's like a live-action adaptation of the immigration problem. And later in the show, Max Steele, about a kid who wears computer tennis shoes or something. (laughs) Did you do this to me? No, Max. Your father gave you these powers. I'm just here to show you how to use them. Let's get started. Max, you can use your energy in many different ways. You can run faster. Be stronger. And I haven't even shown you the best part yet. (laughs) This is awesome. You're welcome. It sounds like an educational film. (laughs) And I know we've often bagged on always stunt casting voices, Mm -hmm. but they really needed somebody. Who is that voice? It's nobody. He's he's on Silicon Valley. Oh, is he? uh, A couple other things. Don't say say he's nobody. Everybody's somebody. He's somebody to his friends and family. He's somebody's son. Yeah. Somebody to his agent, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> his agent is somebody to his him. Agent and publicity <laughs> ma- and management company are all counting on him. The worst voice is all. I'm, all I'm trying to get at is it sounds really bad. Okay, what do, really you, bad. what do you make of that, uh, Mindy, the voice uh, actor that you are? It just, well, I. It, it's not so much the, I don't know, it just, it didn't work. I mean, I saw the trailer to it and I thought, 
And immediately was like, oh my God, who is that? Do I recognize that voice? I don't know. I felt like that too. And it, I didn't. Me either. <laughs> at all. I just assume it's Josh Gad when I don't. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, because his, you know, because his voice. But um, <laughs> it was, I, I just, I found it to be like, it was almost like they were mocking this movie. Like it wasn't a real mm-hmm. movie, but it was like a, just a mock of these movies. And it really wasn't. It was yeah. really a movie. And it was, to me, it, it, it couldn't have been more not entertaining. <laughs> right? It sounded like an educational film it in the middle did. of it. And so, but some movies are also condescendingly for their audience. Like, oh, you guys just, uh, just you, yeah. you just watch. Just watch. Come on. It's just good enough. And this is not, enough for you. And that's not fair because the people who would go see this movie are probably smart enough to handle something a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. There's nothing new about it. There's no. absolutely nothing new about it. I mean, it's some young kid whose father, I guess, was, wasn't he like a... a, a, a um, some kind of genius. Yeah. And now he, this kid has the power hours it's and then there's that drone that just goes around and talks and and did you see like it was in the backpack and, and, does funny and stuff. the girl yes and the girl's you know asking him something and he's like oh i gotta i gotta go to zumba class because the drone is moving around his backpack that's funny ah, you're making me want to see it <laughs> uh, you know when mindy describes it it's so much better <laughs> you might say you're we're not the demographic no. every, every no. decision feels like six o'clock at the development meeting like well we've got to decide something yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what's so interesting is that Zumba comment is just so right now. I, I, it's not going to last for more than mm-hmm. six months. You I, know what? I don't like stuff like that. I appreciate that, Mini and discs. I've made comments like that before. Like, why in the middle of Aladdin is a, is is Robin Williams yeah. doing Ed Sullivan? Yet that movie is legendary. Uh, I've I called think, that one wrong. So sometimes right. they hit like that. Sometimes Maybe. they don't. Yeah, but that's but a Zumba forty-year-old over, reference. Sort of. It's I, already over, right? I mean, it's still here, but it's. I mean, you know, they should have said something like um, Pilates or something. Mm-hmm. The, right. the closer. What? The closer yeah. connection is my favorite is in Last uh, Action Hero when they rock out to mini discs. Mini discs were literally around that year. I thought mini discs. 94 only. Right? Wait a minute. Oh my God, I just said mini dicks. Um, I thought mini discs that. were the ones um, <laughs> that were made of gum. Remember in the late 80s there were like... Well, they did have like a fake gum yeah, version. Yeah, that's what I th- thought. Yeah. Yeah. Were you putting gum in your CD it, player? Yeah, absolutely. I, that I, well, that things. explains bubble gum. That explains the anger on the repairman's face. <laughs> All right, let's get on to our first big film of the big four movie weekend. We'll talk Max Steele later. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) But first up, focus groups fail to reach a conclusion on the title of this week's Ben Affleck action adventure and get stuck with The Accountant. Paul, there's no exclamation point at the end of that. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. The Accountant. There you go. Behold, as Ben Affleck (laughs) prepares asset liability and capital account entries by compiling and analyzing account information. Watch as he prepares and verifies daily reports, income, sales receipts, and compiles monthly statements. Karen, let's tell the people what it's all about. Hey, Paul, are you not a big fan of Ben Affleck talking? Well, this movie is for you. No need to check the National Film Registry to see if you have to call this Lee Daniels the accountant, because why would anyone else name a movie this? <laughs> Mallrats Ben Affleck plays somber, Mick no smile, the disciplined operative whose life is thrown into chaos by a deal gone bad. Was I, was I close about that? You weren't reading a description of this movie? I thought we were playing Guess What It's About. Guess What no. It's About! No, we're not. We know Why? what it's about. Oh, Listen, I'll, I'll do it. All right. Anyway, Ben Affleck plays a man with some special skills. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what you want. No, 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 no. Okay, it's not quite like I that. I said, that. Yeah, I want to watch that right now. I said <laughs> special do. skills. Those are particular oh. skills. This is special skills. You know, like <laughs> nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. Yeah, something a little more like that. However, he has no social skills, a role he spent months preparing for by studying commoners commenters from the Batman vs. Superman YouTube page. I have difficulty socializing with other people even though I want to. Affleck plays Christian Wolf, a math savant who has used his affinity for numbers and distaste for people to carve out a career as an accountant for some of the world's most dangerous criminal organizations. Oh, so he works for the government. You would think. Mm -hmm. But after years of cooking the books for the non-government bad guys, Christian decides to go legit and work for a robotics firm. Unfortunately, he soon discovers that even the seemingly legitimate businesses are up to no good when it comes to their finances. And it isn't long before the Treasury Department is hot on his tail. You know, I'd like to see a cooking show on cable TV about cooking books. Whether you're cooking food in a kitchen or books in an office, I'm sure there's some asshat yelling at you the whole time. It looks like a dehydrated turd. It looks like a can of dog food. It's like a flip-flop. <laughs> looks like a bison's tongue. It's like someone's pissed in my soup. Wow. <laughs> Christian finds himself tangled in a web of lies and numbers, not knowing who to trust, having to rely on his unique ability to stare blankly at people while shooting a gun and doing long division to save him and the girl. There's a girl. Sorry, woman. There's a woman. Hey. There's a woman Thank you. in this movie. Thank you. But when these forces of nature bounce his paycheck, it turns out to be their Armageddon as the accountant decides he won't play their reindeer games, changing lanes, and becoming the sum of all their fears. Shakespeare in love. I just see yeah. how I did this that. This has to be the type of movie where not only do the numbers add up, but so does the body count. I don't see how it can not be. Well, we all know Ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Affleck, you the bomb in Phantoms, yo! <laughs> but the accountant sounds like Ben Affleck's lamest superhero yet. Does he dress up as a regular guy at night? Do any of his superhero friends suspect his double life? You know, Batman vs. Superman looks to be a bump in the road for the affleck <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring as the McConaissance. No, no. <laughs> but there are also a plethora of J-name supporting cast members. J.K. Simmons... Jeffrey Tambor, John Lithgow, Gene Smart, John Berthall. The franchise has already begun as next year sees the release of Casey Affleck in The Bookkeeper. With a tagline like, The Accountant, Calculate Your Chances. I'm taking this movie about as seriously as The Proctologist. Don't get in too deep. There you go. That's The Accountant, everybody. Yay! Starring Mike Knuckles. <laughs> like a friend, Mike Knuckles. Mike Knuckles, yeah. Yeah, we do. He's in the Knuckles. Mike Knuckles and the yeah. proctologist. Yeah. He is not a proctologist. He's not a proctologist. But he is no. a so Mike Knuckles. I have a lot of questions about the accountant, and I hope somebody can answer Please, them. I can answer any question about the accountant. Any. Does he kill people too? Oh, he had a big gun. Of course he did. Well, but, I imagine mm -hmm. he's probably gotten himself into a situation. Well, then again, he's See, got he's got here, quite an armory, doesn't he? So, yeah. Like he's done it before. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how that comes about, but I, but first of all, like the accountant is the wimpiest name a movie ever has. So the so the poster has him with the biggest gun you've ever seen. Uh, but uh, I have a feeling like they underestimate him because he's this savant who's with numbers mm -hmm. and you know socially awkward and stuff. So they assume they can get something over on him, but what you don't realize is, oh, he learns guns and mechanics and anything that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you really don't want to mess with him because once you put him to task, like he's going to think all that through and he's going to see 12 steps ahead of you. Like, I, I mean, that in my head, that's would be cool. That sounds that like way. a great movie. <laughs> like, oh, I'll learn a gun. Take an afternoon, done, you know. 
Do you think that people like um, are judging Ben Affleck now because of everything that's happened with him and his marriage? And do you think that they don't think he's a good actor anymore? Do you think? Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> anymore? Oh, Bart. I, I enjoy I him. Okay, outside of like Goodwill Hunting, name an acting performance that you've enjoyed. Not nor what's the South Towns? Where the towns? The, town? the towns. Okay, those two don't count because those those are Argo. Real. Argo. Gone Girl? No. Gone Girl's great. See, None he's boring in Argo. Well, Gone Girl, the, he worked, yeah. But the thing is, he's t- he's kind of a two-hander now. Like, the the, the yeah. industry came around to giving him respect for being a writer-director. Because yeah. he kind of stopped, he didn't stop acting, but he wasn't really, he's now. As focused on his acting as he was, yes, in producing and directing and writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he took some time off and he became a writer-director. Uh, and now he's acting again, but it's like kind of a different Ben Affleck. Uh, so this might be good. This yeah. I think what we have to do is give him a chance. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I love the idea that he is this um, savant and he's awkward yeah. and he's, uh, you know, it's all about numbers and stuff. And he got caught up in a bad situation. And, um, you know, but of course he's going to have to learn how to use a gun because he's got to defend himself and his pretty ladies. I mean, I think I think it gives Especially a unique... Especially the pretty ladies. ladies. That's right. It gives a unique innocence to the main character, the fact that he doesn't want to be in a situation and he's like, you know, the reason he ends up in this situation is because of, uh, you know... A- this is what I'm wondering. It's it, there's a, I've watched several trailers, and one trailer looks like he's just a numbers guy who gets forced into having to learn how to shoot a gun, and yeah. then there's another one where he's the guy who comes in to kill people. But you see yeah. him with that armory. Like, he's got a room full yeah. of guns. So oh, he's it's, not... This is like, oh, I better... Defend myself. This is uh, this is kind of what he does. There was one setup that made it look like he was quote the accountant, Uh like not really a numbers guy, but we're hey, this is Stan. He's an accountant. Don't 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 pay no mind to him. Bang bang bang. He kills everybody. (laughs) So they messed with the wrong guy who was out of that. He's just a chef on a navy ship. He's just Mm -hmm. a chef. Just a chef. Just a chef. Am I the only one that is concerned with his cholesterol intake? Because yes. there are Probably. three. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> every trailer, he's eating exactly three eggs. Oh, oh that's every cholesterol. Part day. of the OCD thing he's got going. He's got the eggs. Every the day. Sausage, but it's they're showing them how sausage. he eats. Yes. Well, that's that. Those are people that like you know do things, mm-hmm. the rituals of yes. yeah over and over and the over equalizer. again. Equalizer. The equalizer always had the same oh thing too. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie this that weekend. Movie that is movie. the bomb. That's a good movie. What, the, the Equalizer. Denzel? The Denzel, Denzel. Washington. Uh, Jack Reacher still Jack oh, yeah, Reacher yeah, sure. and but he's hey, still if Tom you're a Jack Cruise. Reacher fan. But if you want to see a movie where a guy <laughs> just wins all the time, he, he wins every moment of that movie. <laughs> He's off-screen winning, yeah. and you don't even see that happen. And he comes back with a winning. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And always so calm. Oh. It's just so perfect. He's got this calmness. The equalizer is so good. And and as a superhero fan, that very last thing, when he actually types a, types a thing out to say, if you need help, yeah. oh, call yes. me. Like, he becomes a superhero yeah. in the last scene. He does the Craigslist. He just yeah. writes back, yep. yes. And yes. one of the biggest explosions of the last five years. <laughs> and he walks he away. Walks and he, away from and he does something which is very impressive. He makes me want to go to a Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> But I think uh, so that's I, the accountant, Mindy. That's how we yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. Well, all right, and we're moving on, I guess. Yeah, you're, now you're an Affleck fan. I'm an Affleck fan. I like I Affleck a lot. I, I like him. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I think um, I, I'm not bothered by his acting or bothered by him. Mm-hmm. I think he's there's something very charming and appealing. And I thought I'm thinking, wow, I wonder if the the trailer was like the best part. Oh, I hope not. You know how sometimes mm-hmm. you go, oh, yeah. it looks really interesting. I'd love to see it. No, I won't go to a movie. Yeah. 
but I will wait until it comes, <laughs> it comes in my own home. Perfect. And um, and by then, everyone has talked about it, so you it's like usually bad. Uh-huh. So you're like, oh, all right. So you know, on a Saturday night, you're like, all right, I'm gonna watch it and see what it's like. But um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be grand. I don't know if it's gonna be interesting. And I don't know if it's that like the trailer was the best thing. Mm. I did like Reindeer Games though. I honestly I legitimately that. saw that in a theater and enjoyed it. I need okay. to go back and watch yeah. I like Forces in Nature. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Giovanni Ribisi's in that. Oh, I, I think, think the I way he's that. going, mm-hmm. he's, it, I called it the affleck but there is a comparison to be made because I think when all said and done with Matthew McConaughey, you're not going to remember him for How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days yeah. and you know Ghost right. of Girlfriend Pass and all that. Mm-hmm. You're going to remember him for True Detective and Dallas Buyers Club and all the, uh, Interstellar and all the things he's known for now. And I think Affleck's kind of turning that to He's like, I don't want you to remember me from Bounce, you know, bounce and Changing yeah. Lane. So <laughs> next year, are we going to see Armageddon. Affleck in Spaceman? Next year, he makes another film that he, he stars in another film he directed. No, so, I'm just making a uh, dumb, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Making know, dumb Martian joke. <laughs> oh, Spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'd be curious to see if I see. I don't know if you could pull that off, like right. Damon did, though. Mm-hmm. And what a great Batman! I think so. Wait, looking for the, the good script. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, which he is writing and directing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it should good. be an Arkham. So script. good for him. Good, good for, for him. Cracker Jack. Well, and sometimes, <laughs> you know, during the show, not only do we learn things, but we grow. I'm now a Ben Affleck fan. Thank see, you. yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. You did it. All right. Tell Thank you. About. Join the Affleck <laughs> sons. All right. Let's get on to uh, our next film. What now? Let me tell you what now. No, 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 no. This is this is called What Now. It's a Kevin Hart concert movie. Oh, that what now. Adam, <laughs> let's talk about it. Awesome. Kevin Hart is back on the big screen because he never really left. And because any screen Kevin Hart is on is a big one. Hart is a wildly prolific actor. I mean, you could read the title of this movie as What Now? If you don't know, you're living in a new golden age of comedy. With scores of emerging streaming outlets, everyone gets a career. You get a career, and you get a TV show, and you get a fan base. The stand-up concert film is a great tradition, bringing comedy and movies together from Richard Pryor to Eddie Murphy to the movie guys. Hey, that's the name of the show. But nobody's a bigger comedian than Kevin Hart. If you think Louis C.K. is big, imagine Louis C.K. if he also appealed to black people. Last year, Hart sold out a football stadium, something that Jacksonville Jaguars can't even do. (laughs) At 5'4", he could barely make it into a football stadium as a kicker, so he got there by telling jokes. But this film is more like Kevin Hart, what the... Because it's a concert movie... Or is it a spy movie? Hmm. The trailer is a bit confusing as it mixes scenes from his live performance at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia with what appears to be scenes from a black James Bond movie. I think I can explain what's going on in the trailer. You see, in the old days when comedians had specials on Showtime or HBO, they would always start the special with a funny little sketch of some kind. Oh, yeah. Usually involved them, you know, showing them the backstage, getting ready before they get on stage, talking to Sandy Marshall if you're John Panette, uh, and, you know, shooting heroin, getting sexual favors, or having a pizza delivered if you're Sandy Marshall and John Panette. Uh, you know, getting sexual favors from training hookers, anxiously pacing back and forth uh, like a coked up cheetah, whatever. Anyway, these little mm-hmm. sketches weren't funny or original, but much like the jokes about the airline industry, these are just things comedians felt obligated to do. This also gives Halle Berry the chance to be a Bond girl again, but in a better movie. 
But much like his stand-up himself, Kevin takes the pre-show opening to a new level by opening his concert movie with a short action film that look, looks every bit as funny as the concert promises to be. For the first time in history, a stand-up comedian is playing to a completely sold-out-to-capacity football stadium. I just hope Mr. Hart has a personality big enough to fill a room that size. Did you see that, Mom? I did the thing! I did the thing, Mom! Yeah! Yeah! A stand-up oh. film in front of 54,000 people is a spectacle. It has to be seen somewhere other than 54,000 YouTube posts. If this is a hit, in theaters next year, you can expect Michael Richards' What Happened? There you go. <laughs> That's Kevin Hart. What now? Oh, that what now. Which we'll, I'm sure we'll find out exactly how he's saying what now when we see the movie. It's and probably a big punchline for a bit of his. Is a, another movie of which I have questions. Did I describe it correctly? Is it... His opening sequence is just a small I little action so. film. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Oh, I did. Is that it? So it's just the opening. That's just it, and then the whole rest of it yeah, is his stand-up. So. Yeah. yeah, his last stand-up movie alone, without any comedy bits, made thirty-two million dollars, mm. which for a one-man show is pretty good. And, and considering opening, the, the cost to make like that, probably are like yeah, right? ten million dollars. So and it's a huge hit. That was um, that stadium in New York City. What was it? Uh, was it? He sold out. Ah. Madison Square Garden. Yes, Madison Square Garden. That's always oh, a big previously? deal. That's, wow. Yeah, like yeah the, only Dane Cook and uh, Dice Man have done that. That's before. it, right? Yeah. Dane Cook and, and Dice Clay. I thought that Richard. Uh, I thought that Eddie Murphy did it in that red suit. Mm, I don't. Th- no, oh. the red suit one wasn't even a big. No, it wasn't. Deal. It wasn't. Oh, I don't okay. even know if Raw was in a big, but that was a concert film. At least oh, okay. Raw was. I don't think the lyrics. So this was. is like a big deal. This is. I mean, that that is a huge. Uh, Huge. Place. I think yeah. it's the biggest. People. No biggest one sold out a football stadium. For I think part of the. We made a joke about it, but I think part of his appeal is the fact that there are all nationalities and ages and sexes in that room. Women like him, men like him, all different well, ethnicities like him. I just started listening to him because I, I, at work, whenever I just don't want to. Uh, I want to like get away and enjoy something for a second. I start listening to Kevin Hart, and he is so funny that I have to be careful not to laugh out loud. <laughs> he is just really, he's just really fun, and his his humor is very accessible. And he also takes me into a world with his friends and family that I, as a white lady, just don't know. And they're hysterical. His buddies are crazy. I mean, and I love it. It's fun. And think about the pressure of entertaining fifty four thousand people. I mean, like he, this must be the most rehearsed. Uh, written, r- prepared for a show that you could imagine. I mean, can you imagine the pressure? I can't go and like, he's, do an open he's mic. making two to three movies a year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's wildly prolific. He's doing really well, and I have to be honest, I haven't really caught on to him. I have it not. I have no opinion of him. I haven't seen any of his movies. I really haven't seen any of his stand-up. So for whatever reason, he, I just go, Well, he's oh, sitting what? right next to you. Oh, hi, <laughs> He's super charming. Uh, the stuff that he does about his um, about his grandpa, this one tiny little thing, I'll do it terribly and I'll share it with you. He's talking about how his grandpa will yell at something, like the cat drinking milk out of a bowl, which cats should be doing, but... As he gets older, he'll just yell at him and go, Cat, what you doing? Drinking milk out of that bowl. And then he just stares at the cat for like three minutes. And that just cracks me up because I've witnessed that with my own grandfather. Like they yell at something and then just look at it. Oh, that's funny. And it just kills me. And that's such a simple thing, but he's comedy. It's tons of that. Yeah, in the one trailer I saw, so it was funny. interesting. He talks about how like, look, look around tonight. Yeah. White people, black Everybody. people, Hispanic people, Asian people, they're all here and we're all laughing together. And if we can laugh together, we can love together. Yeah. I mean, he's like getting for you know, getting great. real on the yeah. people in the middle mm-hmm. of this thing. And they were all crying I up. just, you know, he just got married. Mm-hmm. Won't last. 
I'm just going to tell you <laughs> He's that. He's been through a couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't yeah. understand Talk why everybody, what, it, what the obsession is for everybody in this business to get married. Why? Is it it's just never going to last. <laughs> you know, we, got, never we got married last. the same weekend as uh, Jim Carrey. That didn't last. No. With uh, Lauren Holly, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we got married the same weekend as JFK Jr. That didn't last either. Well, that but wasn't you know, his fault. But you, <laughs> the thing is, if one of you does really, really well, it's never going to last. It's over. Yeah. You have uh-huh. to stay together. You have to be miserable or you have to be or you have to be you have to be in something together. You have to be at the same <gasps> level. Is that why Judd Apatow always puts always puts Leslie Mann in the yes. movie? Yes, ah, very smart. He knows it. There. Mindy's he knows right. It. But the uh, opening sequence, if that's what this is, a little action trailer uh, film, looks hilarious. I want to yeah. see the rest of that movie. Yeah, yeah. when he starts freaking out because he has blood on him. Blood on him. Uh, he does those... a lot of that stuff in his stand-up when he just starts crying. His little... But it's I would great. like to see the rest of that movie. And it's funny because I don't know if you were a big fan of stand-up Mindy growing up. I love stand-up. I, st- I love it now. There was always a HBO special and there was always this like three-minute mm-hmm. sketch at yeah. the beginning, which was yeah. so awkward. Damon Wayans had one yeah. where his kids were preaching to him about selling out. Yeah. And it's always that Raw one. did it with Little Eddie Murphy yeah, yeah, telling a joke. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was, it was really interesting to see I them I think this is going to do very well. I think yeah. because, again, there is a, quite an audience. And you know what? We all need to start laughing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. A lot. <laughs> so there needs to be a lot more laughter. There needs to be like where you can just go and just... You know, take your pants off and have popcorn and and, and enjoy. That's why Mindy doesn't go to the theater anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because I, they yeah. asked her not to come back. I don't Stop see the point. No one's looking at me if I just want to take if I'm comfortable. Put them down to the um, to my knees. Let me do my business. See, Bart, this could get you in the theater. Right? <laughs> take advice from Mindy. You pant, gotta relax. Pantsless popcorn crotch Mindy Sterling? Absolutely. <laughs> now you're an Affleck fan. Now you're coming back to the theater. This is a change show for you. This is so Coming out of my show. And I have one more statistic here. It oh. seems like this was the biggest event to happen in a Philadelphia uh, football stadium without a fight. Oh. <laughs> Good to know. See, he is bringing people together. Our next film is a time capsule of a movie, oh. recording the times and events before the Great Wall of Mexico. Ah, it's good. Desierto, about a group of Mexicans who decide to cross the border into America to steal Bart's job. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Desierto. Yum. I'll have the churros, some flan, <laughs> chocolate ice cream tacos. I know, but desierto is Spanish for desert, not dessert. Oh. Are you sure about that? I thought it meant deserter, as in someone who's deserting. No, th- that can't be right. I think it's just someone's name, like Roberto Deserto. Oh. Actually, yeah. actually, I think desierto is the nickname they give to people who take other people across the border illegally. I'm huh? sorry. I was trying to impress you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means. I'll be honest, I don't think anyone knows what it means anymore. Well, whatever desierto means, don't worry, because that's the only word in this movie that's in Spanish. No subtitles for this film because racism and xenophobia are universal languages. Well, so are patriotism and respect for the law, Paul. Well, tomato, tomato. Clinton, Trump. So, didn't get enough of white people behaving badly from last week's birth of a nation? Well then, you're in luck, because this week's... We have Desierto, a crazed lone gunman, decides to step up border security on his own by shooting every Mexican he catches crossing the border illegally. Although, in all fairness to the crazed gunman, I think he would shoot anyone crossing the border illegally. So let's not get all racial here, Paul. (laughs) Oh, crazed racist shooter. Will you ever have a redeeming quality? (laughs) Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays the shooter. 
If this is a political analogy, then Morgan represents the Minutemen, an activist group that patrols the borders. But if this is just a movie, he represents a guy with a gun. Gail Garcia Bernal plays one of the Mexicans who dreams of one day cleaning the bathrooms of an anti-immigrant congressman. (laughs) He's actually trying to hop the border to reunite with his son, symbolized by a noisy stuffed bear he carries so his location can be given away at any minute. The villain with a rifle preventing the heroes from their goal may be no more an analogy of the actual immigration problem than deliverance is a political statement on not having sex with family members. (laughs) The film is from Alfonso Coron's son, Jonas Coron, who directed it. It's produced by Alfonso Coron, though. Also produced by Carlos Coron, with makeup by Jimene Coron. It also stars Kiefer Coron and co-stars Daniel, Stephen, Billy, and Ala Coron. Dweezil, Zappa, Zeppo, and Gwyneth, I think, are also in there. (laughs) This displayed the Toronto Film Festival, but five cast members died crossing the border to get to the screening. With its release happening right before the U.S. elections, this film might unite Americans of all political stripes. Those who favor amnesty for illegal immigrants will look at these conditions and say, See? While those who favor Trump will go, See? (laughs) Will they make it to America and succeed in the American dream? Getting an Oscar? (laughs) <laughs> or will they arrive at our borders only to find Donald Trump tapping his palm with a baseball bat covered in barbed wire? This movie promises to do for the American-Mexican relations what last week's Birth of a Nation did for black-white relations. Make a lot of people not want to go see a movie about it. There you go. That's true. Right. Birth of a Nation underperformed. I guess. It made like $16 million. 16? Yeah, well, I think, I think that's made, high, actually. They made their money back because they paid what for it at Maybe Sundance. six. They paid 17 so. for it. At, so maybe I'm confusing my teens. It was maybe six. Maybe it made six. Six, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Because yeah. Girl on the Train won the weekend. But uh, you, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. expect Birth of a Nation to be a wide... No, I mean, it's meant to be there in February, movie. I think, right? Yeah. Who is, wants to be reminded? Come on. I, nobody. <laughs> to be reminded the birth of the nation? Of, yeah. no, of slavery. I don't oh, know. Right. <laughs> hang that on me. Come on. It's not a good week for reminding myself of the terribleness that our country <laughs> was birthed in. This movie, whenever I was heard watching this trailer, I yeah. have to say that I wasn't sure. Paul's going to laugh at me. If the, I'm not being honest. So I'm watching the trailer, and at first I thought it was a comedy because there's this goofy looking guy. It looks like. Um, What's you think Gail Garcia Bernal looks like John Stewart? He looks like a Mexican John Stewart. So <laughs> you're he's not far off, right? I don't think you're far off. But Thank the weird you. part is, he's got a little bear and he's acting a little. Were you watching bit it with big. the sound off? I was watching. Then he's got pretty girl next to him. I'm like, like oh, this is like a screen movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, a super serious dude with a gun comes yeah. out, who's in a different movie, mm-hmm. who's going to kill everyone. Then I had to explain. Okay, Gail Garcia Bernal. You think he looks like John Stewart? Yes, he a was comedian. In, he was in Rosewater, the movie that John Stewart directed. Yes. Of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you thought was going to be a comedian. He's not a comedian, but he did play the comedian in the movie The Watchmen. <laughs> he did. It's true. So just Karen's all confused. I don't know. But this just looks like Deliverance, really. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's obviously as, as timely as today's headlines, but it looks like they kind of go like full suspense thriller with it. I mean, like it's a great premise to, yeah. to set up the man, the the man hunting man, or as yeah. I like to say. Man hunting hombre here. <laughs> oh, who cares? I thought it looked horrible. There you go. That'll do. I didn't care for it. Who cares? <laughs> it's like they're chasing people. They're killing people. I don't even think in the trailer anybody spoke. No, you're right. No, Not so was, much. No. There was some voiceover. I mean, it's an action thing. If you know, I think you gotta you gotta be drunk to watch it. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> said, I'm on it. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan said. Uh, 
Welcome to America. Or something. Yeah. You know, it really yeah. seems like the kind of movie that will fit perfectly watching at home on your TV. It's no, that size. No, I don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't. No. I, even if even if you like somebody said, I'll give you $10. No. I, won't. No. <laughs> I do think the dog is going to be a good actor. He looked like he was doing a lot of acting. I don't remember the dog. He was chasing everybody and being all mean looking. Well, I don't want to give anything away, but oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's on there. I mean, I, the, what I'm about to say is all over the internet, but what? they start out with like 18 and they whittle them down to two pretty quick. Yeah. Yo, that's in the trailer yeah. too. Yeah. And he gets down just the and last And they just two. killing them? He's just picking them off for sport. Yeah. yeah. I Why is that an internet? Entertaining film. I'm with you. To see if our heroes can withstand such a. You such know, odds. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. It's oh. huge odds, you know. Like, how are you going to defeat that guy? So I think that's the one I mean, X-wing fighter versus a whole Death Star. Yeah, you know, right. that's impossible. Even for a computer. Of all the things she could be making, come on. Mm. This movie was better the first time I saw it when it starred Ice. Tea or Ice Cube? Surviving the Game. Surviving the Game is better. <laughs> it's so much better. Surviving the Game is way better. I saw it one day on just regular TV, and it was one of those times where you just, I, I, you, I couldn't tape it or anything. It was like back in the 90s. And I started to watch it, and I was sucked in because Ice, is it Ice Tea? Ice Tea. Ice-T, who, by the way, was a very good actor, he's in a cabin, and he wakes up, and you're like, why is Ice-T in a cabin? Then all of a sudden you realize it's a bunch of rich white guys are going hunting, and they let him have like a 20-minute lead, and then they go out to shoot him, and he's fantastic. Hasn't and it's this so movie intense. Made like a dozen times? Well, it's based on an old Ray Bradbury novel. It was so oh, good. Kind of dangerous game. There you go. But yeah. at least he knew he was in on it, and he was like, oh my God. But that came out that was a good around movie. the same time as Hard Target. That's the hip-hop Hard Target is what that is. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> hip-hop Hard Target. Do you know what one of the most yeah. disturbing films that I saw recently? The Purge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. you're right. Hey, that That's creeped creepy. me out. I no? I don't watch you're it. Right. You didn't watch it? No, I refuse to watch it. I don't want to see that. I know it. Right? I know it. it. It was creepy. I didn't, know, I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. And I thought, this is so horrible. And there's two other ones. And I'm wondering, yeah. what, did, what did they do with that? More purging. More Just horrible. different people, same you know, same well, concept. The, but they one follows a senator, I believe, and people who want to take her down. And literally, it's one day of the year, mm-hmm. yeah. and they get to kill whoever they want. It is just, it's recreational killing. It's yeah. not like, oh, I can't wait to kill that teacher that was so mean to me at school. No, it's like, eh, let's kill everybody. It also costs yeah. nothing to make those. So when they open to $20 million and you know Avengers opens to $200 million, 20 is still amazing for the budget it costs to make a movie like oh, sure. that. So they just yeah. keep cranking out purges. You'll see more. It's so interesting. Anyway, sorry. The I first one say. takes place inside a house, which yeah. is really cheap. But the second one, someone gets caught out. They, they change the concept a little bit. I'm I'm very interested in those. But I haven't Did seen those either. Yeah. No, I haven't. Have you ever seen Desierto. one? But have you seen I watched the first one. Yeah. And yeah. then do you want to see the others? Or no, you think you've I'd be curious. I do like the lead actor in the second one, Frank Grillo. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. But Crossbones um, from uh, Civil War, right? Yeah. But. Yeah. I thought that was weird. It <laughs> is. You got to buy into wanting like the... to see and be in an uncomfortable situation for The Purge, for Desierto, for half the movies out there <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like just watching Fox TV on purpose. Just take a relaxing evening and go see The Dark, or uh, oh, go see. You know what's what? I that? Really, what's, what's the, the Dark? One, what's the one with the basement uh, with the kids break into the house that we? In oh, Detroit. You know, don't breathe. Don't, don't breathe. breathe. Is that good? That's yeah. good. I like. Is it a thriller? Yeah. Very. Or I like thriller. stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. That That's, one you'll like. Three three young burglars break into a blind man's house, so they have to be quiet while they rob him. And then, of course, things come to a head. He's Daredevil. <laughs> like, he's, like, not a regular blind oh, guy. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Okay, okay. And they are in trouble okay. right away. <laughs> All right, I'm going to watch that. Got it. But we do have one more uh, movie here of the, okay. uh, the final movie of the weekend. Say, 
Wouldn't it be nice if they made an Iron Man movie, but for a much younger audience? You know, for kids. <laughs> Take a little Iron Man, throw in some Spider-Man, add a dash of Baymax, and then mix it with The Last Airbender and Dragon Ball Z, and what do you got? Uh, three references I get, and two that I do not. And the movie Max Steel. Punch Rock Groin. <laughs> Buck Plank Chest. Stump Junkman. Dirk Hardpeck. Rip Steak Face. Slate Slab Rock. Crud Bone Meal. So I guess... <laughs> Adam would be more yeah. right to preview this with me. All right, let's do it. The erection enhancement drug finally gets a big screen adaptation in Max Steel. The timing of a boner pill movie is obvious because the political season has filled my TV with so many talking hard-ons. Actually, Max Steel is either the film adaptation of the Mattel toy line and cartoon or simply a waste of a perfectly good name for a John Holmes detective character in a porno. Max Steel... Okay, stop it, stop it. ...is a kid's movie whose plot isn't that dirty at all. Ready combat diver suit. Full underwater breathing. Activate engine. Going turbo. Cyclo's getting away. Hydrogen ready. Yeah! Unless you play this music under it. Ready combat diver suit. Full underwater breathing. Activate engine. Going turbo. Cyclone's getting away. Hydrogen ready. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, that I had a totally different set of images yeah. in my head the second time. Yeah. But seriously, wow. Max Steel sounds like an alias that uh, I don't know Homer Simpson might use. Max Power. <laughs> he's the man whose name you'd love to touch. Max McGrath is a teenager who's noticing that his body is starting to do some very interesting things. Each of us is different from the day we're born. No two people are exactly alike. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. And one of those glands is apparently given him the ability to generate the universe's most powerful energy. Teenage angst and apathy? Well, sure, but also super strength. Ah, yeah. Max has moved around a lot in his uh, young life and grew up never knowing his father. Then, after a move that his mother promises will be their last, Max finds himself in his father's hometown where he soon discovers that his father was something of a not-so-mad scientist who was working on a groundbreaking technology that could harness energy like never before. But before his dad could fully unlock the secret to unlimited energy, something happened to his father. What exactly? Well, that seems to be the only thing the trailer doesn't tell you. <laughs> While trying to figure out just who his father was, we're guessing Howard Stark, sure. by the way, yeah. Max discovers a small flying robot hiding out in his bedroom. Hmm. This little robot helps Max discover his newfound abilities, because apparently, without a robot telling him, Max would have never figured out that he can run faster, jump higher, and punch harder than anyone else in school. I tell you, if there's one thing I know about teenage boys, it's that they certainly don't like testing their own physical limits unless they're being encouraged by a friend or a lunatic football coach. And the idea of self-discovery when it comes to their bodies is completely unnatural. Penis, meat, vacuum cleaner. We're not going to say most of the actors in this movie are no one you've ever heard of, but let's just say that Karen won't be celebrating their birthday anytime soon. But it does feature Jaws Mayor Andy Garcia. <laughs> and never compare me to the Jaws Mayor. Never! <laughs> not Taylor Lautner plays Max Steele. Okay. Lautner was attached for a long time, but feeling Max Steele wasn't enough of a penis double entendre, he attached himself to Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Let's not forget this is based on a cartoon that taught kids about the dynamics of healthy teamwork. It did much better in the ratings than the ill-fated toy-based <laughs> cartoon series Ashcan and Siggy Butt. 
Mattel hopes that Max Steel will Civil War the Batman Superman Suicide Squad Deadpool. Oh, sorry, I forgot to translate that from its native intent. Mattel hopes that Max Steel will capture the imaginations of anyone who dreams of being a hero. It's the Mac and me of the current superhero trend. Remember, Max Steel is not for everyone. Ask your doctor if Max Steel is right for you. <laughs> and don't forget... Should premature ejaculation occur, the Joy of Sex album comes equipped with... Big Jim Slade. Big Jim, former tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, is outfitted with various whips, chains, and a sexual appetite that will knock your socks off. Big Jim has satisfied women throughout the world, and the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln. <laughs> Joke all you want, I think this movie could be record-setting. <laughs> really? I remember when Jim and the Holograms was pulled from theaters after two weeks of underperforming. Ah, this weekend, Max Steel goes for the record. There you go. Wow. Max Steel. We've already sort of torn it a new one, so. Hey, you know. Top of the show. Nobody's excited. Something gets to get torn a new one every once in a while, and, uh, you know, is Max Steel's the one we're going to do that with. It's fun. Oh, it just reminded me how much I liked Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, th this reminded the producers how much money Iron Man made. <laughs> so you have a lot in common there. <laughs> it really is Iron Man and Baymax because he it discovers yeah. his father's work and then takes that technology and turns it on to himself and becomes the thing that Tony Stark wants and all that stuff. Was this like, is this a game too? Japanese comic book, I think. No, it was a cartoon and a, was it? It, was a toy, it was a cartoon based on a toy, I think. This is uh, from like one of Mattel's first oh, really? production ventures, oh, I guess. I thought the there features. was a Japanese heritage to it. Yeah, they, they see Hasbro sure. doing it, so Mattel's Was like, this yeah, all Canadian doing. actors? Because <laughs> uh, I, oh. I, I don't recognize any well, of Ma them. Maria Bello and Andy Garcia are oh. there. But all the young people, no idea. It screams Vancouver, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. The whole thing screams Vancouver. Not that, not, not that all Vancouver does horrible things, but no. it just looked a little clunky for me. But it, I'm not definitely not the audience no, no. for this at all. I mean, it, some movies have this very clear artistic uh, drive behind it. Somebody has taken it and given this. Even the accountant, I feel like, like the opening yeah. of that where it's showing these like him and his solemnity and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, that is delivered really well. I can tell they're going to set the stage very well for that character. Then there's just this movie where it really is like there is a bottom line and whatever artists or actors need to be used, we have to shoot somebody. So you'll do. Uh, we need somebody to direct it. We need someone to be there to tell the actor to, to stand there. You'll do. Like, I just feel like there's just so many stats for this that they're, they're fulfilling that it's, you know, it's just not one of those. It's not an artistic film. Is it a date? Date night film? <laughs> no, I think it's a teen. So it's going to be like, movie. it's teens. It's teens it's and young, young teens. Right? I have no idea who... Finds this appealing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. Right, because like eight-year-olds can't like this, and no, fifteen-year-olds can't like this. It's, yeah, it's even not cool enough for fifteen-year-olds. Exactly. I think it's you know it's going to be a goofy. bunch of teens in the theater with their iPhones, and they're going to be constantly uh, yeah. texting and playing games. It's just it's a noise. place to hide yeah. out from your parents. For yeah, two probably. Hours. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Although I guess if this this started uh, the cartoon started in like 2000 or the toy line or whatever, so I mean some of these kids, this is now like retro to them. Like, oh, I remember Max Steel. They might, yeah. I don't know, they might go see it. So all these kids on their phone, when you walk in with no pants on, it's no big deal. They're not even looking <laughs> oh, at you. Oh, not at all. It always is like that. Nobody cares about me in the movie theater. <laughs> you don't go to any movie theaters? You live in you live in L.A., right? Yes. I, I mean, I do. But lately, it's there's no reason to. Really? Hmm. Well, what, what was the How last- How big's your TV at home? Well, it's a nice, it's a pretty oh, okay. nice size. Oh, but, but there isn't anything, I guess, that's been out that I go- I have to go uh, see that mm. immediately. I mean, what has been out, really, that you you mm. would say that you needed to go see? Can you think of something recently? 
You're, that's a very good point. <laughs> Definitely not on the big screen as as an experience, right? Well, no. If there if there was something that I that you know you know you, you have to go see it on the big screen, and I'm trying to remember what was the last. Well, Sully was uh, a good I didn't big screen. See that experience. that was great. Sully was great. I I had to see Ghostbusters on the big screen, but I have quite mm-hmm. a history with that. So um, yeah, see, no, I don't need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I was. That's my favorite movie, the original, and then okay. uh, I saw it ten times in the theater as a kid. And so it was really important for me to see it. And then when I saw it, I was worried about it because I didn't want it to be awful. And I really enjoyed it. And I liked the fact that it was women comedians in the lead. So that was really important to me. And so I ended up seeing it seven times. (gasps) Wait a minute. You saw it seven times in the theater? Yeah, I loved it. I love that world. That's my favorite. Jesus. (laughs) That's my favorite world of characters doing stuff is Ghostbusters. I love this. I'm I'm very obsessive with my superhero uh, movies and Star Wars movies and stuff. I love that Karen got to go through the same Force Awakens excitement and (laughs) seeing it over and over and over and this is the only time you're going to get to do it. So yeah, occasionally this this will bite members of the crowd here that yeah, we got to go out and you got to get that movies. experience. Like they did that with the Star Wars, the new Star Wars movie. He had yeah. to see it in the theater right away. Part of that is because you. Um, part of me needing to go see it in the theaters. I don't want anyone to tell me about it. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Well, I think because yeah. I sometimes I wait too long, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, then everybody talks about it, and you're like you're so saturated with it, and so your expectations are so high, yeah. and a lot of times you know you're kind of disappointed. But I, you know what? I can't. Th- I'm trying to think of the last movie that I went to see at the theater. Well, we see a lot of stuff. So I went to see Deepwater Horizon. Yeah. That is a big oh, screen yeah? movie if there ever I was one. I heard that was yeah. good. It's yes. excellent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, Peter Berg who made The Kingdom and Lone Survivor, you know, and like we joked. He also made Battleship, but we'll forget that. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, I mean, it, it I, I don't know why they went fall on it. I think they were thinking awards, but if in, if this were the 90s, that would have come out in the summer and would have had more hype mm-hmm. and more people going to see it. Not a lot of people went, and it's a shame because it's a big adventure movie. Not only is it saying a lot about, you know, the, the environmental, you know, cause, the environmental effects of the Deepwater Horizon, but mainly it's an escape movie about this yeah. oil rig that's collapsing on the people right? and they yeah. got to get out of there, yeah. And, you know, 11 people died. It was So it was heavy and exciting and full of good actors. See, I haven't even heard a lot about it. So yeah. this was the, what you how you explained it was like the most I'd, I'd ever heard. Yeah, that's a shame. Other than people that have, they've mentioned that they've seen it and they've loved it, but I don't even know what it's about. Yeah. Well, you so. know the Deepwater Horizon oil rig? No. <laughs> <laughs> the BP oil spill in the Gulf? I don't remember. I have no memory. today. <laughs> You're here to learn yes, all about I movies. am. Yes. BP uh, was... was they were over-exerting their oil rig, and it started leaking oil, and then the whole rig collapsed and exploded. And, the and then they wanted to get off of there somehow. Yeah, the thing we forget the movie, is how they did it. It's, uh, it's miles out into the water, and I don't even think about that, the fact that they're on this thing that is pretty much the equivalent of a ship, only it's not going to move. So they have all these different procedures to get the people off there and try to save their lives with these like little rafts, and they have ships off um, the coast that can get to them. But in the meantime, they have to survive together. And that's the part that I. But totally how's the acting? About. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I know, right? Kurt yeah, that's, uh, yes. Oh, right. Kurt Russell, Kate Hudson, and Kate Hudson, and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. As has the a finale in this movie oh, that is good, solid. Good team. He's solid. I mean, he's become quite. When you need a prestige, prestige project actor, he's a good go-to. Hmm. You know, he's done his uh, goofy you know, Transformers and whatever. But you know, if you look at the fighter, the mm-hmm. Departed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think he's a good know, actor. I yeah, like him. He's, he can be quite solid. Oh, I know a movie that was really important to see in the theater just for the effect of it was the one, uh, the Oscar award-winning one from last year, Out Civil in the Woods. War. 
No, the one with um, the Learn- Revenant. The Revenant. Oh. I did see that. that yeah, I did see That's that in the movie. It was disturbing to me. Yeah, it was oh, a me little disturbing. I mean, yeah. which is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it was that was done incredibly well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those movies that are a real uh, uh, that wear you out in a way. Yeah. Like the Revenant has to be seen beginning to end in the theater because you just get like exhausted yeah I mean, but that's yeah. what it's meant to do it's put you through your paces hey, you know? i think i like figured out what the last film. movie was you saw uh, no <laughs> i know it wasn't that but it's like you i literally would have to go over a list to go oh that's what it was i have no memory captain america <laughs> civil war we, no yeah. no see that's the thing is like that i can tell that the the summer movies obviously did that's when i really i'm at the theaters I'm like oh i gotta check out the new you know big piece of pop you know especially the superhero stuff but. Yeah, I'm not a big superhero person. I like thrillers, um, you know, obviously comedy. I love drama. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we can recommend Don't Breathe whenever that comes to, okay. to yeah, like your that. house. You should check it out. <laughs> I will. Thank you. You know, this might be a good segue into our guest because then we can find out where her favorite movie is because I'm dying to know. Yeah, we're trying to me judge too. your taste right now. All right, let's ask. Hmm. I, you know, I, I, to me to say I have a favorite anything, it, it doesn't make sense. There is no favorite. Really? Oh, that no. makes perfect sense. But I bet no, you have an interesting There's a lot of, why. don't you have like at least, you know, five I am your different... favorite movie guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See how easy that was? But Back to say up. it's I have a favorite of all time, it's like you're saying, you know, my favorite food is, no, there's lots of different. Here's, here's, <laughs> See, everyone has answers. Here's how I do it. Here's how I do it. I, yes. Favorite is not a qualification of one above the other. Okay. It is just what I call my favorite, right? So sometimes I'll leave a movie on and go, that is the greatest movie of all time. Now, I don't literally mean that right. that has top Star Wars and Raiders. That is a label I give this thing. I give that thing when I exit the theater the label of, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Because I, I'm so overwhelmed but at it's that not, moment. But in the, that moment, that's yeah. the greatest thing you've ever mm-hmm. seen. It's not like that. that that is like, you know, what wins the title of. You show me Doctor so, Strange love right now, I'll be like, that's the greatest movie ever right? made. Is it my choice? No. Yeah. Raiders of a Lost Ark is. But really? But I see how you can go to, to yeah, it's gonna be a question. Fa- really? Raiders of a Lost Ark. How dare you? I think favorite is it doesn't have to be uh quantitative, it can be qualitative. So just what? I don't know what those words mean. Yeah, yeah I don't Me neither, but they use them right, I think. We told you about Adam's joke. <laughs> No, I think I, I all I can say is, you know, it, it comes to mind because you know I'm going to leave here and I'm going to then uh, write you uh, an email and go, wait, I found it. Yes. <laughs> uh, but what comes to mind comedy wise is Waiting for Guffman. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That to uh, me terrible. is splendid in its glory. And, you know, when that comes on, that's like you just end up watching it mm-hmm. over and over again. And I don't usually watch movies over and over and again. It's definitely not seven t- <laughs> times to see yeah. Ghostbusters. No, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. That movie is just, it's golden to me. Um, but I'm trying to think. Because um, th- I I'm love sure you like Justin Show as well, then. Yeah, we should get you on one of those. Uh... Christopher Guest. You know, oh, I've, I've, I've auditioned. I've auditioned. What's going he on there? He doesn't care great. for me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no believe me, I've tried. Yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't care for me. I think you would fit in. Well, and you talk to him, please. There's I a would. story here. Tell it. No, what, what is, is it? it? I don't know. So you obviously have a beef with Christopher Guest. Wait, I no, I, I don't get I just Something don't get happened cast. in the room. What happened? I, no, he's I think not no in the room. Happened, and that's, yeah. <laughs> he's, not like in that the, he's not in the room. Oh, that's okay. the other thing. He's no, you're it's like, you know, you're 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 auditioning with the casting person. They put you on tape and then Christopher Guest watches you while he's in the bathroom or something. Yeah. And they, I'm not his cup of tea. <laughs> do they have you improvise or anything yes. like that? Yeah, yeah. Is that how they do that? Yes. I I uh, I auditioned for mascot. 
Oh, and, yeah. and and I was going to be somebody's mother, and they they it was interesting because they give you information about her, and then you're in the audition. Uh, and the casting person asks you questions that have nothing to do with what you were given. <sighs> so then you're just you're just taking that all in, and I'm improvising. And I thought I was very funny, but subtle because he likes subtle, he yeah. likes mm-hmm. real. I thought I was funny, and I'm not saying that I wasn't. I just wasn't what he wanted. I think it's because you're too young and pretty to be oh, someone's mother. Stop it! Mm-hmm. No, I don't buy that. <laughs> But it's hard. What are you yeah. writing? What are you writing? Oh, he writes jokes uh, for the end of the show. Jokes for the end of the oh, show. Oh, so you're not, he's <laughs> so not basically you're not to listening you. to it. No. <laughs> no, he's no, already. <laughs> she stole my flattery little joke that I was going to give to you. Ah, yeah. the, key, the key is at the end of the show, pretend that's off the cuff. Ah, <laughs> I'll give you your see, cue. See now that I've already like yeah, <laughs> you're watching the I've sausage set be made up. Uh oh. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. To the beginning All right. uh, of sorts of your career. Would you say it started at the Groundlings? Or did you study there you... after you already were established as an actor? No, I that's I studied there. I was, um, yeah, that's kind of where things started happening for me. So meeting Mike Myers, because he came and did improv with us. And um, then he, um, he did a little show. He was trying out um, his Austin Powers character. Oh, he did and it on stage? So, yes, so he did oh, that wonderful. on stage, and he had me... And I think Steve Hibbert, who ended up doing some writing for for the show, uh, for the film, and uh, Patrick Bristow, he had us kind of be in the show with him. Mm. So we would help him with his characters and stuff. And I really don't remember. I mean, it was improvised, but I don't really remember so you got a lot, workshop, a lot. You got to workshop sort the concept, of, yes, right? So kind it kind of came in... Kind of like I don't. I don't think I did frow, but I don't even. I was gonna say, hey, were you I don't frow? remember what I did. To be honest with you, so uh, and then when when the, the the first movie came out, I auditioned and I got the part, and it didn't do well. It did really well um, in um, you know on VHS, mm-hmm. hmm. and then that went to the second movie, and then the third movie. So that that really um, I think um, you know helped get my career off the ground. Does that still happen? You know, like you could say the same about Shawshank Redemption. Not big in the theater, but then home viewing was oh, huge. Yeah. Zool- oh, I think Zoolander, that happens same a lot. thing. Does this still happen? Oh, yeah. I think so. Well, I mean, well, first of all, look at um, the convenience of mm-hmm. getting, uh, you know, and especially now with the, you just, you know, you got Netflix and you've got all these other. Well, Mindy herself's ways. not going to the movies, so yeah, that's of true. Mindy, <laughs> Mindy's the reason it becomes She's a bigger yeah. thing. You don't. I mean, I don't hardly know anybody that does, but. Um, it uh, yeah, I mean you can get everything, and so you have to wait a but little. But do they get that cult status like they used to? Like Zoolander would be everyone who had to see it after. Well, I mean, it only made like thirty million dollars in the theater, but then blew up. Yes. In home viewing, like Ghostbusters underperformed. Now, but it could have a huge uh, home More viewing. More people thing. will see these things because no, really, there isn't that many people going to theaters anymore and going to movies. It, you want to see the big stuff like the Star Wars or anything action oriented or something that is, you know, where somebody goes, you've got to see it in the theater. Those people will go. But I don't think the theaters are doing that well. And Ghostbusters is already out on DVD. Well, I think and that's Blu-ray. the standard time frame. 
Yeah, it's cut. It's yeah, cut so down short, three months. Yeah, now. So, yeah. well, to Mindy's point, which is why yeah. you know, oh if, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, if I'm at all slow on the uptake, mm-hmm. it's already going to be on. And I can TV watch anyway. it. I can still enjoy it. It's not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, yeah. It's not like I'm not gonna like something because I saw it. You know, f- um, four months later or three months later, I will totally enjoy it. But I just get to be comfortable in my own home, and you know, I get to yeah, have the bathroom when I want. If you want and the I movie get my experience, pants off. you'll have your neighbor's kid run through the. Yeah, living yeah. Room. Have him come over and yell. Yeah, but you know now you have you. now you have that what is it that that um it's that sound bar on your TV Oh yeah 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 the sound the, the speakers that, yeah. the little speakers sound, yeah. That's speakers. awesome It is so now you have a little bit more volume, yeah. a little bit more, you know, richness. So how about this? And I turn lo- the light lights off and it's like don't bother me. Lights off, pants off. <laughs> 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 That's right. And, and the soundbar is no joke because I would suggest anybody who's listening to the speakers on their TV right now, go buy a soundbar because mine went out. I got a really cheap TV uh, and, and the speakers went out. So I had to go buy the soundbar. And I, only then I realized like, oh my God, this TV sounded horrible for a year. Right? I didn't even realize. Did yeah. you just pay a lot of money for a soundbar? No, they're not very expensive. Me either. 90 bucks. Me too. Yeah. And it gets a subwoofer. It comes with a subwoofer. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I got that. Yeah, mine had a subwoofer and two Uh-oh. speakers. No, right. I didn't want all that crap. <laughs> but it does, it does, it does sound, and, and, and if you turn all the lights off, <laughs> and um, don't answer your phone, though I do. Okay, how many of you still sit at home Watching TV, a movie, whatever you're involved in, but you still have your phone. Oh, with I'm you. the worst at that. Yeah. Well, look at right. Are yeah. you all the worst? Phone and I, computer. I, I, I don't do that yeah. much. No. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's Good much. Yeah. If it's with you and you look at it at all during an hour and a half movie, yep. I've yeah. done we, that. We're all. That's why I like the movie theater because I, I don't do it in the movie yeah. theater. That no. That I think it, that in itself, you're right. That that is the the best part of it is you can't. I, yeah. I just yeah. yeah. Full disclosure, we'll have a guest in here sometimes, and we have to watch the indie film they were in. Oh, <laughs> sometimes yeah. about half hour in, I'm like, hey, that's on my phone. What's going on in my phone? <laughs> you know. Yes. So it's, it can be a statement of the quality of a movie. If you're going to your phone, it ain't that good a movie. No, that's not true. Really? <laughs> oh, no, really? You just, multi- you just multitask your brain. I literally think it's it's become an addiction and a habit. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah. really do, because uh, it's like, you know, it just takes a second to just, let me just let me see you. You know what? Right. And then you miss a plot point. Somebody you know, once told me. You know me. what? You can always go back, rewind. Yeah. Somebody told me that um, it's uh, Pavlovian in the sense that you go to your phone to see if you've gotten a cool Twitter. Like if you're posting something, did somebody like it? It's a little adrenaline rush, so you keep going back to feel good, and you mm. keep checking your Facebook. The did they like my picture? Did, it's sick. We have become You've, incredibly yeah. it makes sick you feel over it. It's really, really a nasty habit, and I am a part of it. Friend, <laughs> friend of the show, Mike, I, I own it. Friend of the show and stand-up comic Michael Gelbart has been on the show. He, he made this joke about email on time. It's the equivalent of writing something in the bathroom stall, then going back to check and see if anyone commented it's on true. how funny the thing is that you wrote. Especially when you're writing something to see if you can get people to laugh at it. I always want to see if somebody liked it or what they're, how many people. Right now, the Boobay Sisters have a Trump video that we made with the lurking song. We sing the song and Paul made a little two-minute video of Donald Trump just video footage oh, of lurking him around. lurking and the song is always lurking right here behind you. And I'm proud to say we have 1,500 views in the first 
24 hours. Nice. But how do I know that? Because I kept checking. Because yeah. I was like addicted to finding out. Did anybody else watch it? So we need, we need such grat- <laughs> We need instant gratification, yeah. and we constantly need it. And it beca- we've become a really needy society because that's really what it is. It's like how um, how many you know followers do you have, yeah. and how many who's gonna? They haven't gotten back to me. I mean, I get yes. people that that like go uh, that ask me a question, and then hello, hello, Mindy, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I wasn't right on top of my phone at the t- at that moment. So yeah. back off. You're right. I like that. I like living in a world where I didn't know what everyone thought about everything. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like living in a world where pe- not everyone thought that what they thought about everything was worth sharing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Small yeah. party, smart table. You know, yeah. hey, we're all kicking around saying something, but then sometimes I have Lord. no idea what Paul thinks about cheese. Sometimes sometimes Mindy Paul and I will have a spaghetti night and we just put it on Facebook that anyone who wants to come over to our house come over at seven and we're gonna spaghetti. And the no. one thing is you can't no. you can't look at your phone. It's so much fun. Wait a minute, and people come over? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. It's it's basically let's get off the internet for a second and actually be friends face to face. Instead of doing how many what if you have too many people come over? Um, most We've people ever had twenty. I just keep putting more pasta on. That's why you make pasta because it's only like two dollars yeah. and you can feed <laughs> ten people. It's wow. so fun. I, I don't so want that fun. many people to come over. <laughs> well, then you're not on the list. Oh, we fill up our yard. <laughs> we'll text you. Karen, don't invite Mindy. No, it's, too, it's to too, too far. It's too Another far place. Know. Mindy's not going to go. <laughs> like, if I have to leave my home, I'm Now, is it, is it simply because you don't find the movies attractive enough, or is it because there's other people in the theater and they're no. all horrible? Well, no, that's not true. Really, you don't mind people. I don't. I, don't, I like people. Oh. I have, you know, and the theaters. You two don't the, have much in common. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> no, but you know, the seats are comfortable now. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. good uh, mm-hmm. about it. But um, I think it's well. First of all, and people do have their phones on in mm-hmm. theaters, so that bothers me a lot. And yeah. I will say something. I will say something, and then then they, then everybody gets defensive, yeah. and it becomes I, I'm not enjoying myself. I, it really is just about. I don't know. I just and I live where I live. I can walk to the theaters, so it's not like I have to get in my car. And it, it's just. It's, Do you live near an arc light? Yeah, because that's the only theater I will go to. Mm. Well, I because li- at, at thirty eight dollars a ticket, that keeps the riffraff. Out. <laughs> uh, and, and and it's expensive. Well, that's yeah, why it, it keeps it the riffraff really out. You can't bring your your whole family and the toddler and everyone. Is that what you have? No. That's what everyone else has oh. that I want to stay away from. <laughs> okay. Well, then you need to really be thinking about staying at home. <laughs> Which he does. This is where get a nice TV. And, and you're back sound, together. Get the sound bar. Get the sound bar. You'll be happy. And a wet bar. A sound bar and a wet bar. You're in heaven. He wants to be surrounded by people with no kids. Single income. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You get a couple hours on the couch. Do you watch a movie or do you watch a television show? Okay, I uh, uh, well, I, I do like to watch TV a lot in my bedroom, in my bed. I have animals, and they're all lo- in the oh. bed with me, so I'm very comfortable uh, with that. Um, it, you know what? It depends. I also like to watch like stuff that you're going to go. I can't believe that you watch that. Like before I, I came here. I was watching Dr. Phil. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Karen. Yes, I love that. I have an Oprah Winfrey magazine subscription. So do I. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm all of that. I, and I know you're wondering why does she watch that crap? I know. I know. Um, well, first of all, I, I I'm love, wondering why you watch that crap. I, I I know it. I don't know. I am I am in because I don't like reality TV about like. Um, uh, you know the housewives of. Yeah. I don't care about their lives. No, I just don't, don't care about any of those people. But when people are in a crisis, 
I like I love intervention. I like to see how they get out of it. I like self-help stuff. And then I like to see people go. And even if it's fake, don't tell me it's fake. But even if it is, I like that. Yes, I do want help. And then, you know, they can wrap it up. See, I like yeah. the before and after shows. I like whenever I get to see before and after. Oh, I like Any, when they get... Anything that's before and after. Food. If you lose weight, if yeah. you decorate a house, if you paint <laughs> something, true. I want to see the before and after. I know, I, and I love that, too. I do yeah. love that. So in terms of, do I, I watch, so I'll watch movies or I'll watch um, uh, TV shows. I mean, it's kind of my business. And so sometimes you watch really crappy things because you can't believe that that is making money. Please tell me what you think you can't believe is making money right now, sitcom-wise. Well, I don't like sitcoms. Okay, then so this pretty much be, everything. This is an easy question. <laughs> yeah. well, you're probably watching like the, the animated stuff, right? No. Nowadays? No? Two Broke don't. Girls? Two Broke Girls. No. no. Can't understand how that is still on the air. I know. I was on it. it. Not. Were you? <laughs> yes. That was my favorite episode. <laughs> You it played the daughter. No, it uh, it yeah, wasn't. Tried. It tried. wasn't. It's not my kind of thing. A yeah. lot of the sitcoms are not my kind of thing. I like dark humor. I like dark humor. I like uh, raw, edgy humor. I loved legit. Like black as well. legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, not that dark. I was. I was. Oh, that was horrible. Was I was on horrible. that too. Were you? Yes. <laughs> I love Breaking Bad. Oh my god! Right, well, and I waited. But... That doesn't count as a TV show. That's a movie. Oh, that was so... <laughs> no. But you know what? I waited until again until it it aired Me too. and waited until everybody said, "Mindy, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love yes. it." All right, and then yep. I fell in love with it. I've been falling in love with Netflix and seeing uh, things that last a couple of seasons. Like I saw, um, uh, let's see, what what have I seen recently? I saw. Let's see. Uh, well, this was an HBO thing, but I loved um, the night of. That was supposedly a What's big that? summer deal. Yeah, I never saw it. Though. Amazing yeah. I'm HBO. Writing that down, I'm HBO Go. For a new Amazing. Movie. That was on HBO. Now is that a procedural? Is that like a cop oh. procedural or or an investigation? Because yeah, uh, I can't do. Is that. it? Why? I get all confused by names. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Karen if there's like a lot of cop, names, cop like say, say you came in and went, all right, look, Anderson found out where w- Williams was hiding I the love stuff. That. You're like, which McKinsey one was killed? Had. And I'm like, who killed what? No, the, it, it's, not like, it's not like Law and Order S- SV, SVU. Karen, no, likes, SUV. Karen likes yeah. Bill Murray fights ghosts. I can I follow it. that. Bill Murray bothers Richard Dreyfus. I can follow that. Venkman, yeah. there's only one person with the name close to that. That's I guess, uh, yeah. Johnson Anderson. No, I just got into Transparent. That was. I have not. I have to watch good. that. I have to start watching that. And talk about people making decisions and wondering how their lives are going to be affected. Wow. But see, but see, that's good. that's it, it's dark yeah. because it's real. Yeah. And it, it's not it's not there for the jokes. It's there for the humanity of it. Yeah. And I love that kind of stuff. Like I love Veep. I love oh, Veep. Yeah, Veep I could, is. You know what? I'm going to go visit. smart. That. I love All Veep. Right. Yes. Um, well, actually, tell, tell me about this because this is where I think you can uh, find great appeal in these titles, Karen. You were in movies called The Dog Who Saved Summer. <laughs> oh, I love the that. The Dog Who Saved Easter. Yes. Oh, my God. The Dog Who Saved Halloween. Yes. Oh. The Dog Who Saved Christmas. Christmas. And, and The Dog, dog who, who Saved the, the Holidays. Ho- yes. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I love doggy movies. If we well, do not get to legit because we're talking about dogs the whole time, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, I mean, look, Mama needs to make a living. Girl, that <laughs> also is amazing. Also, Scooby-Doo. And the great dogs thing. Well. But the great thing is about those movies is they will always air every holiday. So yes. I get some, I get some residual. <laughs> Good That's for you. Awesome. Like those live action? It's a, yes. No, that's those? really yeah. no. That's yeah. live action. Gotcha. They sound like they could go either way. 
What's and the concept? How does the dog save a holiday? Save yeah. everything. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> no doubt I, by finding the love of a new family. You're in a scene where it's already saved. You know, or the great thing about it, right? they're really nice to me because they bring they bring me in after the film is complete. Oh. And they bring me in and they go, all right, so we need this, uh, we need grandma on the phone with, or grandma's going to do this. I play grandma. And I get to improvise. <laughs> oh, that's oh. great. And so, that's so it's great because it's like, you know, it's all been done, but it's like, we love Mindy. Let's bring her in. And we do, Perfect. she, I do a scene and it's like yay me um so i know it but yes that's yeah well i'm very impressed all right legit adam Uh, adam do you love legit i do and i did not realize until now that that you in that show are also uh, Frau Farbista. Yes. I didn't, I didn't oh, really, yeah, that didn't really make that connection what until am I even? right here. I want you to meet uh, my son. <laughs> my son? Yeah. Scott! Oh. That was me. Yeah. Do people yell Scott at you when you send in the guys? boots on my That's the same mashup of yeah, someone on the line put up a mashup of everything you yell. <laughs> That's so sweet. Mark. In the countdown of 30. 30! <laughs> Are you aware that that's the Scott they use for Scott the Engineer in the house? Yes, yes, yes. I don't, I don't listen to it, but Howard, everybody yeah. tells me that. Everybody yeah. tells me that. No, Scott. I do get people that come up to me and will say, oh my God, would you yell Scott? And I'll go, no. Yeah. Ah. But because, well, usually it's like in a place where I won't do it, so I'll just right. do it like, you know, Scott. <laughs> So I'll do a, a small yell, yeah. but yeah. I found you here in the uh, in the hospital. Could you just yell Scott for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're here at the library. I'd just like to. What an interesting journey, though. This so the whole that that it took off. Did you really think there wouldn't be another one after the first one? I, I seem to remember that making a lot it. of money in the theater, actually. But I guess I'm. You don't think about it, and yeah. from what I hear, it didn't do as well, and yeah. then it and then it went into um, yeah rentals and just. You know, did really well, and then they they picked it up for another one. They did another one. Well, the ninety nine was the crossover from VHS to DVD. That was a time to make mega money at uh, home video because you had two formats that were, you know, there was no streaming anything like that. So, right, yeah, that probably did make a a, a good chunk of change. But uh, when they were trying to, when he was trying to make it, I don't know if you were involved in any of this and stuff, but I heard it was hard to finance. Didn't. Demi Moore have to come in and finance that? Yeah, movie? it was New Line. It was yeah. uh yes. So yeah, so I don't know all the, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 backstory of that, but yeah, she was a part of that. So it's very interesting from even working it out with Mike Myers all the way through it maybe isn't gonna happen for many years, I would imagine. And then to and then to supposedly fail and then yeah, that's the real phoenix of a movie right there. Yeah. I mean that's a I mean how lucky to have three Films that did so well, and everybody, you know, keeps hearing about a fourth. I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. I think it's sort of such a long span of, mm. and you, know. you get to be a parody of a very famous James Bond character. Yeah. Which, as yeah. a James Bond fan, I think that's yeah. great that you're yeah. known as. Uh, uh, gosh, what is I can't even think of. Um, uh, oh, what's on my tip of my tongue? Um, yeah, I'll think of it. Well, yeah, From no, Russia no, with no, love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foot the uh, foot knife foot lady. Uh, yeah, foot knife foot lady. Foot knife lady. <laughs> yeah, that's no. <laughs> But oh. how is working with uh, Jim Jeffries and uh, oh. Dan Backedall, friend of the show? Oh, there you go. I love him. In well, it, it that was really one of my most favorite shows that I ever did. It it's was so it was good. a gem of a show. I I so wish that it had um, uh, a better situation where it kept going because I think it it had a great audience and it just needed to build more and. You know, it, it, uh, it just, I love those guys. Mm-hmm. I just loved working with them. And it was a dark show, I was, which is my favorite thing to do. And, um, you know, I got to play mom, and it was the best. I, I miss those guys. And your your husband was... Uh, um, 
um, uh, John um, Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. Yes. Oh, that's yes. fun. Yeah. That's fun. And then you're the hoarder, right? In the, I was a hoarder. A hoarder, yeah. I that's was a right. hoarder. And that, that was actually a very touching episode where it's like, how do we tell mom that she's a hoarder? Yeah. You know? And they're <laughs> like, trying to help me. And yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. the great thing about it was there was, there was drama, there was comedy, there was, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of dysfunction in the family. So it, it, it was great. It was really yeah, that's on my Netflix favorite or Hulu, one of those. Yeah. yeah. That is. And then I have this other thing called Con Man. With um, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is um, it's uh, Comic Con HQ, mm. so that's digital. Okay, yeah, so we did two. I've heard of this. Yeah. We did two seasons of that, and I guess they're going to do more. So much fun, so funny. Oh, those guys! Uh, one of the most fun characters I get to play. I get to wear a different wig for each episode. I am insane, outrageous. Um, so much fun. Tell me, it's about going to Comic Cons, right? It's about the Comic Con lifestyle Circuit, yeah. because they, yes, they've, they've done something. So they they were part of that, which is really true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. What do you, what tales from the road do you have from it? Because I saw you recently at the Comic Con here at San Diego this summer. Uh, yes, I'm going to go be in Kentucky at the end of uh, the month. <laughs> I've never been to Kentucky. Oh, that'll be fun. Anybody be into Kentucky? Uh, you know what? Like in- my whole family was born there, yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, on my dad's side, yeah. Oh, my God. We'll have them come, yes. And my parents live there right now. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. that's where I'm going to be. I don't n- yeah. know exactly where I'm going to be, but that's where I'm doing my Are thing. Are you getting out of there before the election? Uh, I would, yes. Right. Well, it's at the end. It's Halloween. Oh, good. Yeah. Because so be, we're boom. going... Out of town to a small town around that time, but we'll get back here. Yeah, before probably a good idea. Yeah. Probably so a good, good idea. Yeah. But did you have any? Do you have any like? What kind of people come? Lovely to Lovely people, oh, honey. It is no. It is. It is. <laughs> such... Are the people who are asking you to scream, Scott, or are they? Oh, just, that's you know? true. No, my favorites are the ones that sort of linger because you know I have all these pictures for autographs mm-hmm. that come and linger, and they that have you know really messed up teeth if they have them oh. and you know <laughs> buttons all over them Aww. and you know they they it's it they look you know it's definitely like you know they have saved everything to come to one of these mm-hmm. and that sort of sort of linger by I, I mean oh that's right they you, they can see me and they linger <laughs> they linger by your table and they're kind of like looking and you're trying to like hi how are you <laughs> Um. Okay. Uh. Oh, I. Re- yeah. I know that one. Oh, good. Do you like that? Do you? Do you like that movie? Yeah. Uh, no. And they just kind of walk and then just leave. <laughs> they don't even say goodbye. So you really are having to host them. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good day. Thanks for coming by. And you're like, oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't have to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> now, who do you sit next to when you uh, do? Because there's those those lines of a lot of different people from uh, you know Star Wars and and everything. Well, they're, they're... yes, they're usually uh, you know so I, I I mean around me. It just depends. I mean, I've had. Um, it really is amazing. Like Dean Kane, who was Superman, has will have a line. I mean, a line. And and you know when he, um, they pay a lot of money for his number one. Path. Dean Kane, right? I've heard that he always requests being called number one on set. Number one, number one to Dean set. Kane. Really? Oh. You, know, you know how they do. No, number maybe. One, yeah. I don't know. That's what I've heard. I've, maybe I've, you're I right. I know people who've worked with him multiple times. He seems he seems very, one. very sweet. Um, and That wasn't the story really I was nice. telling, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all really nice, but some of them will have huge lines. I mean, I get traffic. 
I get a lot of people. I mean, you know, it's which I'm very grateful for, believe me. So, but I don't have that line where it's, you know, managed by a, you know, a big, you know, thug. You My know. favorite is, uh, the, who's the Beastmaster? What's his name? Mark Singer. Mark Singer. If you ever, I don't know if you've ever run into him at a Comic Con. I don't know. He is such a corraler. Like, you can't walk, like, you know, there's usually people on either side and you can sort of walk down the center and not quite. He just, he'll shout you down. Hi, hey, 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 hi, hi, hi. I mean, wow. just wow. Hi, hi, how's it going? Hi, oh my God, hi, really? hi, yeah. Everybody gets a hi from him when I've seen him. It's That's pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> full of energy. Wow. <laughs> you really, and you know what? It's a lot of work. Yeah. I know that sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous until I did it and realized, oh my God, I am here and for five, six hours, I don't stop. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. and I hug I'm very loving and nurturing and hug, and I talk to people. Well, you're no Doug Jones. No. <laughs> He's quite the hugger. That is a, a hug. hugger. Yeah, okay. You know Doug Jones? He though? hugs and wraps oh, around God. twice. He's so long. Yeah. He's I mean, I know who he is. You yes, probably no. met him at the comic Oh, well, you should hug yeah. Doug. That'd be interesting. Get a Doug hug, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but I talk to the kids. I am just, you know, and the people that don't have money, I feel bad for them. And so I really put out a lot of energy. And when you do that... Friday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. Sunday. I'm not kidding you. I am absolutely exhausted. Oh, you can tell it's exhausting. Look at David Prowse. Yeah. Or look at uh, Peter May. Peter Mayhew. Those guys look oh. exhausted. Do you do you have like an econo fo- photo that you should give to the people that don't have any money? They're like, okay, here's just like a three by five. You don't no. get you, nothing signed. It's just everyone no, gets the same No, I get one. You know what? I, I, you just, you, you, you can find yeah. and feel out someone that um, just is not you're not giving you a number, but it just really you know they've spent their money on yeah. all of their other favorite people, but they love you and you know and it's it just depends. Uh, yeah, I don't want this to go out so everybody thinks I'm going to give them a free. <laughs> um, but I also take pictures with people. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm very friendly and I'm I'm really an outgoing person. You know what you should do is you should have like it like every hour. You have, uh, you just scream Scott, but you let people know. Oh, that would be I'm going to do it once an hour. If you want to see me do it, <laughs> that, top of the hour, if you want a picture, you, you get a crowd yeah, too. Yeah, you get a crowd. Say your admission. Oh, definitely. Ten, and you have a little cardboard uh, clock that says, "When this hand meets this hand, I'm going to scream Scott," and everyone comes running over. Test that out in air. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. that. Oh, I like it, right? that. They all want it. No, because and you only do it once. I hate to say it, but they're not here just for. Um, I do other things. They're oh, not okay. there just for Frau. But you, but that's a great way to, to build anticipation in a crowd, and people are that, like, oh, I, I like come back. that. Okay, cut me in. 10%. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take 10% of just whatever happens in that moment. <laughs> people that are, that are there just for wow, the Scott Wow, I like screen. that. No, I think that's very cool. Because yeah. it's Halloween, you could dress as Frau. Yes, I could, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw you there at Comic-Con, but I met you Wait, was previously. It, when did you, was it this past yeah, summer? I just came up to the... Uh, yeah, he came up. He was going, uh, I don't know you from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, mouth-breathing near you. <laughs> no, but I but I met you at a Oh, week. I was with my brother. My brother was there. Yes, that okay. is true, actually. Okay. But I met you at a Wee Spark event before then. Oh, my God. I was a videographer for uh, an event at the Alex and then like a walk, I believe, in the park Is that somewhere. one of those simulcasts, the Spark event? That was a while we ago. Spark I is, haven't Tell done... us about Wee Spark because I want to get the word out about it because it's a good cause. Well, Wee Spark is, I'm a breast cancer survivor, like oh. 17 years, and Wee Spark um, was started by Wendy Jo Sperber. Who oh, yeah. and she was an, she, an actress, very good. And um, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buddies, of course. And uh, so she started this organization to um, to give um, education and support to 
you know, breast cancer patients and their families. And it's out in the Valley. It's a wonderful organization. It's just beautifully run. She is, unfortunately, has passed, Mm -hmm. but it still um, is very committed. And I think they just celebrated, I want to say their, maybe their, their, I don't know, uh, 20th anniversary, something, I don't know. Um, And I unfortunately couldn't make it, but... um, that is, um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's just a, a great organization. So if you ever know of anybody, if you've ever been in, in that situation, um, you know, have them, uh, yeah, or tell them about We Spark. And I think before the show you mentioned Wendy Liebman because I saw her perform oh, yeah. at this event. Alonzo oh. Baden yes. from Last Comic Standing was yes. there. Tim, uh, the guy who from Desperate Housewives. Uh, what is his name, Tim? No. Matheson? Who's the guy who, who created Desperate Housewife? Mark Cherry. Mark Cherry. Not Tim. I'm thinking of the he- Mark guy Cherry, from yes. Um, yeah, it was a great show. So they do these shows every once in a while to raise money. And yeah, if you, Wendy Liebman is like one of those great comics. So like Paula Poundstone, like yeah. Jake yeah. Johansson, who solid. we saw recently. Just working the road yeah. forever. Yeah. Just such a solid She's show if you so, see them And the nowadays. nicest lady. Yeah. Um, and she also does a show, I think, once a month at Vitello's. No kidding. She does, Ooh, so she you should check that, that yes, out. She does. Studio City? Uh, my, my friend Leah saw it and loved wow. it. Hmm. Leah yes. Finkelstein enjoyed it. There you go. Yeah, and it, this Saturday, it. if I can make a plug. Oh, do it, yes. This Saturday uh, is another charity event, and it's called um, Kitty Bungalow, and it's called, um, it's the, the, the organization is called Kitty Bungalow, and what they do is they rescue cats and, um, you know, take care of them and, and get them adopted and whatever. And um, so it, this is called Cat Beret, <laughs> and it's at the Avalon Theater in Hollywood. And if you go to Kitty Bungalow, it'll it'll give you all the information. But I'm uh, going to do a song, and we're going to have backup singers. And um, really? we, we've got some celebrities. We've got uh, Nicole Sullivan. We've got um, Mad TV. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my God, I love you, uh, Mo Collins, Mad TV. Mad TV. I we were trying to get Mo on the show, weren't we? Oh, you have to. I've talked to her for a while. Every time yeah. I talk, she's we busy. She's working, she is huh? busy, but she's awesome and Big wonderful, and the sweetest, yeah. sweetest ladies ever. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Tim Russ, and I know I'm going to forget a bunch of people, but uh, oh, Fred Willard. Ah, Who's amazing. Yes. Uh, so they Fred do this tonight. huge show, and they serve uh, vegan food, and it really is. A, it helps this organization with cats and. You know, and, and Bart, you and don't have now. to eat the food. No, you can go yeah, support yeah. the cat. You can go oh, eat a burger vegan, yeah. first. Go grab yeah. yourself some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Finding you across from here. Hey, man. You know. Why can't you have cheeseburgers at the cat rescue? <laughs> um, I, it's, There's nothing incongruous about that. No, I, well, first of all, I am not in Kitty's charge of it, okay. so okay. shut okay. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give you any more. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Look, and I'm sure you're not the only one that would like some something else other than yeah. vegan food, but yeah. yeah. Oh, eat some bread. Calm down. <laughs> around my meat. That's where the bread goes, <laughs> around the meat. But Adam, didn't you say you were thinking of getting a cat? I am thinking of getting a cat. So I'm you really should be there. like a big boy here soon. Good yeah, where, where were you living? I've been living with people for years. Oh. <laughs> he, he lives with roommates. And they've discovered so. him. I've had roommates. Yeah, him. they figured so out I was get out. I Today's show it. is all about getting away from people. <laughs> <laughs> you should come because it you can get and you can get involved in this organization and they in and maybe see if a kitty Save sure. a kitty. Save a kitty. Wasn't, Save it, some uh, pussy. wasn't the great Nancy Allen involved with We Spark as well? <gasps> yes, she yeah. was. Yeah. You should get Nancy Allen on this. <gasps> oh, I'd be love fun. to. Oh, She's fun. a sweetheart. Oh, yeah. Remember do you remember her movie? I remember her movies. Uh, movies. Carrie, Dress to Kill, Dress Robocop. To kill. Yes, yeah, yes. A whole bunch mm-hmm. of them. Yep. 
most of De Palma's movies for about 10 years there, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can respect that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Here we go. let's get to Karen's big finale, the way we wrap up the show with a bang. Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Karen's birthdays. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays. It's time for Karen's birthdays. <laughs> All right. Let's start off by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Bradley Whitford, who turns 57. Now, you guys know Bradley Whitford, right? Everybody? I love the fact that he played a jock in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, he was like. Right. Tough guy jock. Right. right, he can play anywhere from a jock to a man who dresses in drag. In oh, what? In transparent. Oh, he does. He is wonderful in there. As a matter of fact, he gives the lead character the name of Mora. He decides that it would be a better name suited for Jeffy Tambor's character. And he is a very interesting looking woman. He's great. Uh, I love any title that means two things, and I just got transparent. Trans- it's brilliant. Oh, hello. <laughs> Just got it. It's that's a brilliant name and a brilliant show. And Bradley's in it. And I, I gotta tell you, when you first see him, he's just kind of a guy hanging out at a magazine store. And then Jeffrey talks to him, and they suddenly realize that they both like to dress up like women. Mm-hmm. And the next time you see him, he's full on woman, and he's really kind of—they're adorable together. They're really pretty and weird. I wonder I how like some it. subjects got broached before the internet. Right? right now, you can go find someone that dresses up like a squirrel or whatever. Yeah. But before <laughs> that, you know, yeah. you're just like, what'd you go as for Halloween? You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, so <laughs> he started off as a uh, Juilliard graduate, actually. He got his master's degree there. And Paul, you must have seen him in The Muse with Albert Brooks. Do you, you remember that? I've never seen the Muse. What? As an Albert Brooks you love Albert fan, Briggs. I am uh, ashamed right now. Well, I'm here publicly. Well, I did see. Wasn't that with um, what's her name? Um, Sharon, Stone. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. I did mm-hmm. see that. I, I saw it. I thought it was really I'm good. A, I'm a huge. Lost in America, Defending Your Life. Oh, Defending Your Life. life. You know what? That is one of my favorite movies. There we go. We're cracking the code here. I knew this was going to happen if we talk about (laughs) it. That's the best movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he's done a bunch of movies, Presumed Innocent, Philadelphia, The Client, that kind of thing. But he didn't really come into popular fame, as we might call it, until he did The West Wing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I have not seen The West Wing. Did you guys? I have ne- I was not. I've never seen oh, yeah. it. I, was I watched two episodes, liked it, would love to watch more. This is too much good TV. It's too much to watch. Yeah, yeah right. but I've only heard wonderful things about it, and I don't yeah. know why I never, yeah. maybe there's too many names. It was I a, don't know. It was a fun evolution on that show because uh, the first season, Martin Sheen played the president as he did throughout the entire series, but it wasn't supposed to be about him. He was only supposed to be in like six episodes, mm. and it was more about the staff. Oh. And then you saw his character slowly come more and more forward until it became about you know him and his staff a yeah. lot, lot of walking and talking lots of walking and talking <laughs> that that patter and that it, it's it made everyone fall in love with rob Lowe again oh yeah, yep. yeah. i can't oh, believe there's right. that much sorkin out there that i haven't absorbed like, i mean i was great like yeah, even the, like mm-hmm. back when like malice came out like i remember watching that over and over because that was a good script you know yeah. did you ever yeah. see studio 60 on the sunset strip fantastic loved that I was busy that week ah, <laughs> it kind of uh, came out at the, the same time as um tina fey's show so you either were into studio 60 or you were into to rock 30, 30, rock. 30 rock but the thing is Aaron Sorkin wrote like like he knew everything about politics he writes like he knows everything about, about comedy yeah. in this show he has the characters have these amazing dense conversations about comedy it's and you're so like how cool. does this guy know everything he's yeah. researching everything at least sports night also yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, sports which night. I think he was doing during the first or second season of the West Wing I think there was two seasons of sports night too and I heard there was like a string where he wrote both those shows, <gasps> and he was the only writer for those shows. That's crazy. For like, a, 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 I want to say a season. It's just him writing both those shows at the same time, or at least a certain streak of those. Oh, that's you know, crazy. Well, the other season. thing is, Newsroom, 
he knew it was going to be three seasons. So that ran like it ran like Star Wars Empire Jedi. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everything's going horrible and they come back. Um, but Studio 60, two seasons, I believe, and by the end of the second, they knew they were going to get canceled. So he then just wrapped it all up. So even oh, if you're going to watch okay. just and think, oh, it they works. canceled it, why should I watch? And then it does, it does wrap up. Yeah. I, I it's just worth wanna, watching. I want to put this out there that Bradley obviously did some prestige projects. You know, we were talking about how great that is. But he also was in Revenge of the Nerds, Nerds in Paradise, yeah. and Adventures in Babysitting. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. And he says on IMDb that if he could change one thing about his life, he would have started dancing when he was young. You know, I'd do that too. Aren't you? Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I thought I saw that on your IMDb. No, I it, it, it was the something babysitter. <laughs> oh, was babysitter it the, was it the babysitter who saved the holidays? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's now wish a very happy birthday to Mr. John. Oh, wait, one yes. last thing. You got to see Cabin in the Woods if you like Bradley. Oh, Whittle. yeah. Oh, yes. see Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, so mm-hmm. great. Yes. Let's wish a happy birthday to Mr. John Lithgow, who oh, turns my. 71. But he can play anywhere from pompous to mentally unstable. He is currently in The Accountant that opens this weekend. And, guys, he was born in Rochester, New York. New York, oh, very yes. close Upstate to York, our home. <laughs> he was in a in, in the world according to Garp. Yes, mm-hmm. I loved that. I loved yeah. that movie, but I had a heart because I kind of knew who John Lithgow was before that movie. But that was I was a young man when that movie came out, so it didn't really I couldn't really relate to it. But I watched it, and uh, he played like a, a former football player from the Jets, right? He was a Jets lineman or something. And I'm like, this doesn't look right. This guy doesn't play football, <laughs> right? He played, he played <laughs> this guy's football an accountant. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch 30 Rock? Were you ever into that? Yeah. Was he in that? Yeah. Third Rock. Third Rock. Third I'm rock. sorry. Yeah, that's Third it's Rock. Studio yes. Three different. from the Sunset yeah. Sun. Yes. <laughs> rock. Uh, 30, uh, 60. JGL, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I never got into that. Yeah, when you're, when you're watching that. There's no way you're looking at Joseph Gordon-Levitt going, this is this is the kid. This is the, right? one. this is the one. Well, I watched wow. that show, and I thought John Lithgow was playing an alien on TV. Weird, uh, right? A huge hit. Oh, huge yeah. Major yeah. hit. Major hit. Do you know the story behind Curtin? that? No. At least the story yeah. that I tell that may not be true. Yes, tell but, us uh, again. I, I don't want to necessarily hang this on Harry Waters Jr., friend of the show, but I do believe he's <laughs> the one that told me the story, is that that show came about because Jane Curtin had a three-show deal with NBC, and they had to give her something. And they really didn't want to, and they really didn't want to deal with her anymore, but this was like the last thing, and they were like, whatever, we'll go shoot this pilot. And they had no intention for it to ever become something. Yeah. They, they didn't, didn't like, think, did they like her? They didn't think the Conehead could play an yeah. alien. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that is surprising, because she sweet. seems like she'd be yeah. a really good But she's good not an alien. Cell. No, she's, not She's not, not the alien? No, she's not, not Nat. Oh, okay. No, she's straight. Either way, after Saturday Night Live, NBC might want to kiss her ass a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Well, Kate Nally, too. Kate, she did Kate Nally, and she did something else, and there was this was the third one they're yeah. like okay well here's All this right. thing go now i saw john lithgow live when i was 16 i saw m butterfly on broadway and the reason i remember that so clearly it was the first time i saw a naked penis i was in the front row and <laughs> why are you Wong. looking at me i just had <laughs> oh because they've heard this story oh. well, we, we saw we were they all early adopters on seeing naked they penises the males in this room so my teacher my high school teacher takes me to broadway we're sitting in the front row watching m butterfly john lithgow is falling in love with this asian oriental woman whatever she's uh, rugs are oriental whatever she's, Aaron. she's and also doing every a story in Korea thing. <laughs> and she flips around and she's like i'm a man and there's her, her penis because it was bd wong Ta-da. so i I was like, oh my God. And so I was trying to be cool because you don't know what to name. do. And you're like, uh, my teacher's next to me and she's trying to be cool. And we're both like, mm. But I always think of John Lithgow when I think huh. of that. When she now. saw BD's Wong. When I saw BD's Wong. I think of because Lithgow was there too. 
They were both there. I didn't see. I can't see, see a penis without thinking of John <laughs> I Lithgow. I think of John he Lithgow. He does kind of look kind of. He kind of like looks. Hey, what? By the way, I forgot. John Lithgow once starred in a Schadenfreude short. That's what? Right. A couple weeks ago, we had Schadenfreude in here when we did the uh, we did the Schadenfreude Hotel and Casino. No, no. What was it called? Schadenfreude, the Black Cock Hotel and Casino. There you go. We even made a model that looked like a giant phallus. Really? Uh, John didn't know that when he oh. did like a little line for us, oh. but uh, Brian That's Darcy James uh, was lovely. in the show with him and shot something for us. <laughs> hey, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true. Uh, this is going to happen to you, Mindy, all the time now since okay. you've been on the show. Sure. Uh, all the time. It's just, you probably won't even be able to get out of the driveway okay. before somebody comes up to you <laughs> and says, and says, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. Right. And the first thing you're going to tell him is that she's going to drop Paul long before she gets famous. We know, <laughs> we know that's going to happen. That's my plan. All right, it's you know, it's, it's just yeah. inevitable. Yeah. I've been trying to temper her fame, but it, seems <laughs> like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then the other thing you're going to want to tell them yes. is that Karen Volpe loves when celebrities sing. I do. I love it, and I off especially love right this week. That was very off the cuff. You didn't write that or read it at all. <laughs> oh, um, oh, you wrote that while I was yeah, talking you were earlier. Talking. But he included you when he delivered the bit. Uh, so I have a little John Lithgow, and and uh, he's singing, and he's done Broadway and stuff. That's not a big deal. But this song is so wackadoodle. It's called Singing in the Bathtub, and it was originally written in 1929 for a television, actually a movie, the show of shows. And oh. so he redid it in his own children's album called Singing in the Bathtub. It's really good. It's really good. It's I so really, cute. I used to, I had it for my son. Oh, did you? Yes, he's, I did. Lithgow. He's so, yes, I did. Oh, wow, it's really awesome. catchy. So oh, check this out. Singing in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. Sitting all alone. I remember this. Awesome. Tearing out a console just like a baritone. Never take a shower. I love it. It's an awful pain. And the kids like it? Oh, he loved it. Singing in the showers like singing in the rain. He's got a good king. Oh, there's perfect to be accomplished. But don't forget one thing. While the body's washed and polished, sing, brother, sing. All right. That wraps into the movie showcast, everybody. Together with the movie guys, individually we are. Careful. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, <laughs> Facebook.com slash the movie guys, iTunes, Instagram, all that stuff. And thanks once again to our listeners on WRFA 107.9 in Janestown, New York. Karen's Wright will be coming there on October 23rd to do a show. Come check us out or come beyond the show if you're a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Get in touch. And thanks to Mindy Sterling. Yay! You guys are insane. I was so lost half the time, but thank you. It was fun. We deep cut our movie references. There's a lot of movie references. Are I, don't have a, I don't have a clue. Do you have a social and all that social media where people oh, can follow you? So- are you? My so- social well, security you number. Do you have your social security, security number? Really, your social security Oh, uh, okay. I'm on Twitter. The last and four digits. My Twitter is Ms. M.S. Mindy Sterling. And what else do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Facebook? I don't know if you have, do you have like, a, a fan page or I don't know. A website? No, no, no. Right, Twitter it is. No, just Twitter me. But go to the Kentucky... Oh, yeah. Yes. Kentucky I think Con. it's the 29th, 30th, and 31st. Cool. Perfect. And Kentucky she will be doing... Con. She'll be yelling Scott on the hour. On the hour. <laughs> every hour. It's going to be a hit. You it watch. might work. And thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, Bart... Jack Reacher 2. <laughs> oh, it opens, along with other movies we'll try and remember when the time comes. That's it. Very See you exciting. then. We're going to get you out to a theater. Oh, yeah. Very That's soon. Happen. That's, That's going to happen. We have to celebrate that. Uh, Jack Reacher. Tom Cruise needs to be seen, yeah. be seen in the theater. No, no, no. Because it's a big Because it's, it's Tom Cruise. It's no, it's Tom Cruise. Oh, because it's, it's larger than life. <laughs>